Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio X, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And we are very excited about our conversation today with a couple of folks from the team at Laura's Gourmet Granola. We have Laura Briscoe, who's the founder and chief granola officer. That's a heck of a title. Or you can just go with CGO for short. Yes. every Oh, CGO. I like it. Everybody should have a title that like that. And with you today is your supply chain and production manager, Jermaine Solis. Hello. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So we are very excited to have this conversation. And you and I have been talking about it for probably a couple of years. A couple of years. And it took Daryl uh, as a protege uh, of yours during the Tempe uh, City of, excuse me, the Tempe Chamber of Commerce Women in Business Mentor Program. So Talk thank you. Talk about a mouthful. I know, right? Well, <laughs> I had to string it all together in my mind first. Thank you so much for being a great mentor to Daryl. He's our producer and here in the studio with us, of course, uh, and he speaks so highly of you. So I'm very excited to have a chance to get to know you before you guys graduate or Daryl graduates in just a couple of weeks. Right. No, and he's been so open to doing all the work and being exposed to new experiences. So I am sure that the collaboration you have with him is, uh, has, has grown, not just not because of our relationship, but just oh, in helped. general. He's yeah. amazing. It's been good. I love it. So good. All right. And we're doing okay sound-wise. I keep hearing things pop and, pop and snap, snap, crackle, and pop. Uh, all right. So tell us, you have had a career shift. Like this was kind of an, a happy accident. That's exactly what I call it. Yes. So as far as granola goes, so the becoming a chef was intentional. I did not go into the culinary world with the idea that I would be running a granola company of any kind. I had a completely different intention and I ran my first business until uh, through 2019, actually into 2020. But when we moved our facility in, uh, in 19, I had to make a choice and I chose granola for a number of reasons. But what started as a recipe for my own enjoyment. And I kept honing it and changing it to make it a little healthier, better for you ingredients, sampling out to my daughter's soccer team mates, et cetera, ended up uh, going on to its first retail shelf, which was fine. That's all, I, that's all I could have asked for at the time. I wasn't thinking even beyond that. So everything around Laura's Gourmet Granola has been a study in serendipity and synchronicity. And we started with one flavor, mm-hmm. and now you have how many? So we have nine flavors total. However, only two of them are limited edition. And I'm looking at Jermaine while I say that because having seven running all the time is a lot. Uh-huh. It's, it's a lot um, because we have allergens, you know, in tree nuts and peanuts. So we have to pay, and coconut, we have to pay attention. So there's a lot of switching and washing and sanitizing and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, we're at, we have nine total flavors now. I'm really happy it. with them. <laughs> yeah. And so tell me how you, how you came into the picture. What's the story here and how long have you been on the team? All that good stuff. Well, it's going to be six years. Mm-hmm. Wow. A while. Yeah. So first I met through to one of my chefs that I know him and I was just looking for a, a part-time job. I was working on a hotel. Wasn't really happy with it, with the job. So I just wanted to take some time off and kind of figure out where, where I'm going to go. Sure. So the opportunity opened and I was right away. I heard so many great things about Chef Laura, the, you know, highly respected chef and everything. And then 
without thinking twice, I just jump in. I was like, sign in, we're assigned, I'm in. So, and was it was it part time in the beginning, or did you literally say yes to full time right away after uh, connecting? It was part time. Uh huh. Two yeah. jobs, two different jobs, for both for you. Yes. Yeah. So he worked for both my businesses. So for uh, Laura's Gourmet, he was working as a baking associate, basically with uh, with Chef Rick and and originally with uh, Chef Rodney, but then he evolved into running that himself. And at the same time, though, I had events going on. And so he would work as my sous chef. And so he would be at private parties with me, doing prep with me, sometimes very quietly. The first time we worked together in the kitchen, I said, are you normally this quiet or is it me? And he's like, no, I like to be in my head, which is exactly how I like to prep. So I'm like, this is great. I love this. So yeah. So that was in 2016. Yeah, yes. August of 2016 is when oh. he started. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned uh, that this really wasn't what you had thought you would do, that you'd land on granola and doing what you do. You also have a, an IT background. So even be- was it, how long were you in IT? And it was a successful, lucrative career. Oh, 100%. And yes. then at what point did you wor- work your way to saying, I want to be a chef? Oh, that point came when uh, the dot-com fiasco of 2001 basically shut down the company I was working for. And I found myself without a job for the first time in 15 years because I you know, had always worked. And yeah. so I had gone to a movie to entertain myself while my daughters were in school. While I was thinking about my next move and it was a foodie movie. And so I walked out of there knowing that I wanted to check out culinary school. That's amazing. And prior to that, had you, you had loved to cook? I always loved cooking. It was a form of relaxation for me. It was an outlet of creativity that I felt I had where I didn't really have any other creative aspirations. I can't sing. Um, You know, I can dance well in a very dark room, (laughs) that kind of thing. But uh, as it pertained to, you know, creating things, it, it was something that I really enjoyed. And, you know, when I worked in tech, I'd get home at six o'clock at night and I would go in the kitchen and I'd start cooking. And I still do that to this day. It's still, it's still a passion. It truly is a passion. So good. So that literally went and watched a movie and, and, and this transformation was taking place as you're watching this movie and you're walking out like, this is what I'm going to do. No, literally I'm watching one of the actors and I'm thinking, I do that. I do that. How come I'm not doing that? That was the the conversation in my head. So yeah, kind of gives me chills when I think about it to this day. But there are a few moments like that. When I met Eddie Basha at ABCO, which was over at 44th and Camelback in 2004, it was after I'd been trying to get onto the AJ shelf and I wasn't getting anywhere with corporate. And the the stores were each very supportive of the idea. And um, I had stopped in at that store to pick up an ingredient for a cooking class I was on my way to teach. And I saw all these uh, suits, as I put it, and I asked the cashier what was happening. And she said, oh, they're here from AJ's. They're going to be taking over this property and turning it into an AJ's. And so when I was walking to my car, I heard him close his phone because it was 2004, although <laughs> phones close now. And it, he was kind of, he had been um, separated from the pack of suits. And so I went over to him and I introduced Good myself and he was so gracious. And he used the term local, um, which I had never been exposed to before, really. And this was, this was a while ago, it was 18 years ago. And so 10 days later, I got a phone call from Steve Lefevre at AJ's, who is still my buyer to this day, his great, great so partner. Good. And we, we got a chance. So they carry all of our SKUs uh, at every single store. Uh, it, and they're just, a, they're, it, it's a great company, you know, yeah. and the people who work at AJ's really love working there. And it shows 
from top to bottom. So they've been a great partner to us. We're really proud to have been part of be and part of it. Where else are you? And either one of you, of course, can speak to it. What other uh, locations are you? I know you're, we'll talk about the, the kind of the partnership for Ukraine that you're doing, of course, with Brick Road Coffee. Uh, what other stores can we find your product in? Uh, here in Arizona, we're in AJ's Whole Foods. We're at Queen Creek Olive Mill, another oh, really great partner as is Whole Foods. And then um, we're also at Duck and Decanter, Brick Road. Uh, then there's a there's several smaller um, foodie type stores around the state that I'm really not 100% familiar with, but my uh, my my distributor is. So gratefully, you know, he takes care of that SNS uh, Wade, who's oh, yeah. great partner to us so too. So good. Yeah. So and then beyond Arizona. And can other locations beyond Arizona? Yeah, we're actually in 24 states now. Wow. And, for and retail. Can you buy online with, on your website as well, or is it strictly just retail? Oh, no, no. You can buy at lauresgourmet.com. You can purchase us. We're on Amazon now also. And then for B2B, we're partnered with something called FAIR, uh, F-A-I-R-E. Uh, they're a really great uh, B2B site. So that's what exposed us to a lot of independents around the country. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, We have stores now in North Carolina, in Ohio, whatever, and they're curated, elevated collections. I went, had the opportunity to visit one of them last week in Encinitas, California. I mean, the most adorable culinary store. And she said that we just do really, really well. And it's exciting to see that because we're not local, right? We're not the local team. And to have that exposure and experience is great. So good. So I'd asked Laura, of course, what her background was. You had mentioned that you were just looking for something different or something more. Uh, growing up, did you ever think you'd land at a granola company? No. Well, <laughs> at first, I followed the same path to be, become a chef. So I graduated from same college, Le Cordon Bleu, okay. in 2014. Yeah. And started working my way up, working in restaurants, just trying to find the perfect fit. And then I used to work two jobs and say, money for the future and everything. Mm-hmm. But at one point, you know, you want to spend time with your family. So that opportunity came and decided to take some time off. But I never pictured myself working. Do it, a, doing the role that you have. Yeah. yeah. So talk about that. What is your role? What is it? What is the day in the life of, of work for you? Well, we open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right now we have three employees, uh, which is, they are awesome, you know. Everybody comes with the great energy. You know, everybody's excited to produce our product because everybody tastes our product. So they love it. And, you know, when you bake something with the heart, you know, it's just a whole different level. Absolutely. Yeah. So usually wake up normal six in the morning and then get everything ready and then just come to work and, you know, look at the production sheets, what we need to run, what flavors, and then do a meeting with the team. What, what, what are we expecting through the day? What need to get done? And yeah, just so fun. <laughs> he makes it sound easy. Well, I, I just want you to know I that. I can imagine okay? it's far, far more uh, cumbersome than that. But the, the heart and the communication is clearly there within the whole team. Well, one of the things that he's not talking about is the documentation because we're a certified gluten-free company. We're certified kosher as well. And so uh, it's a lot of tracking, a lot of ingredient management. And we also, um, you know, we're, we're sold around the country. So how we track every product that goes out the door goes all the way back to the individual ingredient that goes into mm-hmm. each granola. So he also manages all of that. I was just going to ask, that fall, all that falls on you. 
Yes, yes. I sometimes I forget because just part of my job. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, so much going on that you just forget a lot of little things. Yeah. Uh, it, but uh, we stay busy. We always stay focused. For sure. That we do. Knowing that we have eight different flavors. So, you know, the chances of cross-contaminating the flavors and then people not being aware of what's going on, it can cause, uh, you know, a huge uh, impact on the product and a big loss of, you know, of the product that yes. we produce. So, yeah. So we... We take serious training, make sure everybody knows what they're doing. We take, you know, three months, a month. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody learns different. So, but at the end of the day, make sure everybody, you know, we make sure they understand how we work as a team and how we communicate. So nobody is lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody being on a job where they just throw them under the bus and then, oh, well, figure out. You know? Yes. <laughs> That doesn't ever work very long. Doesn't have staying power. No, yeah. no, that's definitely not our philosophy. <laughs> yeah, and and so you've been there for about six years. You said yes. And uh, what is your favorite? What do you, what is your favorite thing about working for Laura's Gourmet Granola? I mean, really, like that I love what I do. Yeah. You know, waking every morning, I, I mean, I'm such in a great mood. I'm ready to go, and you know. Talk to my team and, you know, keep everybody motivated and, you know, just be able to produce what we do. You know, it's so good. The, a lot of the feedback that we get from people is just that we fits you to like keep going and keep pushing every day. So uh, same how Chef Lara, when she say, you know, the word local, that's something never crossed my mind. Like, you know, now I know how important it is to uh, support local businesses because, mm -hmm. you know, everything that they go through and then, you know, how it helps grow your business a lot. So um, just really happy with the product, the passion that she has for every single flavor and, you know, the amount of time she takes to talk to customers and, you know, talk to the whole team. It's just, I don't know, it just makes me excited just to talk, even talk about it. Well, one experience I think you should share. So we have actually a 10th flavor, if you will, but it's not, it's not sold as a retail product or food service, which we haven't really touched on. Um, but it's a custom blend that we do for a company based out of Austin, Texas, that has a consumer packaged good or CPG for the freezer section. It's basically a smoothie bowl and it has granola on top and you can just pop the lid, let it sit on your counter for about a minute or so. It becomes, um, it's still frozen, but it becomes stirrable. And so you can mix granola into it with, with the spoon that's included on the lid and have your acai smoothie with granola, just like you would if you went to a smoothie shop or you're trying to do it for yourself at yeah. home or whatever. We make the granola for that. And it's not just a little bit. So last month at the end of April, mm -hmm. um, we did our biggest order to them. They use a, um, what's called a co-packer or a co-manufacturer that happens to be here in Arizona. So they have all their smoothie ingredients that come in uh, to this location in, on the on the west side. And then we ship everything, all of our granola up there, and then they have the equipment to make the bowls themselves. Anyway, uh, we did, uh, I think it was about 47, about 4,800 pounds. So more than a couple tons of yeah. granola went out the door that he and his team did start to finish. And I mean, it was it was a lot because we are batch baked. We are artisan crafted. We really mean that when we say it. So Jermaine had the joy of managing that while trying to also keep up with the production. Regular, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we had our biggest month ever in April. And, uh, but the best part was I asked him to go to see one of their productions because they were actually running everything. Did so, you love that? Yeah. No, it was, I'm glad I went because, you know, be able to see the, 
product you produce and they, you know, the way they package it and everything and then getting the feedback from the people that work there. But like, you know, they were saying, thank you so much, you know, for, you know, because uh, we had some issues with the product. Um, we were getting these clumps on their, on their product, on the granola. Mm -hmm. And then they have a, a, a machine mm -hmm. where uh, they open the bag, they fill out the machine and then it goes through a funnel, basically. Yeah. A hopper. And sometimes when you have these clumps, it will stuck on the machine. So somebody will go reach in and try to remove those clumps. So it takes a lot of time from there. And then we were able to, you know, figure out how to not get those clumps during production. And then we finally got it. Awesome. And then all they do is just refill it all the time. And then they were like, well, thank you so much. They appreciated you problem solving. Well, and it was counterintuitive for us because people want chunks in their granola. And we're like, you want us to take them out? Wait, yeah. What? Everybody else loves the chunks. But for this, no. No, not, yes. no. Our, our equipment doesn't like that. So we, uh, but yeah, so I got it. I had to travel to California last week for business. And Jermaine sent me a text when he got back uh, from being over there. And you were there for a few hours. Yeah. And he said it was so great to see the product that they put there, literally their blood, sweat, and tears into going into these brightly colored, you know, CPGs going all over the country into freezer sections and stuff. So it's kind of cool. So amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really nice. And Amazon is fairly new. Yeah. So we launched on Amazon in May of last year. And uh, in June, we started doing Fulfilled by Amazon. Mm -hmm. And it was a slow burn and it's still growing. Um, but then we actually took that responsibility back just last month of being Fulfilled by Merchant. Um, we just, we felt that we would do a better job servicing people, getting them the right SKUs and whatnot. And mm -hmm. If, if it was shipping from our facility. So we're uh, we're testing that water right now. But we've definitely grown our presence on Amazon. Uh, it, you Sometimes you, it, we come right up, sometimes, you know, but I've noticed when you search anything that uh, on Amazon that you're, you may not get what you were searching for. You might get whoever advertised more for it. <laughs> so it's been an interesting learning experience for yes. me to add to a lot of other learning experiences. But the, the interesting thing for us is that we've seen a huge uptick in our own website because that's of being what on I Amazon. was wondering if people see it on Amazon, I think some of the Amazon shoppers, then they go, okay, great. Let me find out the origin of this product. And, and would make a choice to buy direct. They will, yes. And so, it, you know, it's funny. If you're a Prime member, you know, you might choose to just purchase because if you just buy one or something, you might get your free shipping. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you buy a certain amount on our website, then you're getting free shipping anyway. But you'd have to be invested, right? But we've seen that. Our order size has grown from being on average about $30 to well over $60. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy what we see, but we, uh, like I said, a lot of new purchasers. And then we've had uh, web customers we've had for years, super excited that we're on Amazon. So they've gone back to just doing that because, you know, it does save all your financial information, et cetera. It makes it easy. So yeah, the flexibility, I think, is what you're speaking to. Right? Yeah. It's being in so many different places, uh, not sacrificing at all or compromising the quality mm -hmm. <laughs> and the care and the fresh ingredients and all the things that you do to make sure that it's, it's healthy and it's whole. Yes. Uh, but the distribution has just <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, skyrocketed, which is great. So I'm curious. I, I, so I have like my coffee and some of the other things, my my um, my shake mix powder and that sort of some. They're on those the membership. Oh, subscribe. Yeah. And would save. you do you do that? Not and, yet. And I don't know. I don't understand the industry. Um, I mean, I understand the benefits for the company, mm -hmm. um, and I even do my dog food that way. Those sorts of things. But I'm. Could you touch on that? So not yet, you said. Is it something you'd consider? And and from a business perspective, from what you've researched and you're familiar with, does it make sense for you to move in that direction? 
So uh, subscription services are really a great way of ensuring that you're going to have consistent business. Yeah. And we haven't done it yet because we are based on a platform called WooCommerce and it takes a little more gyration to make it work. And mm-hmm. so the person that we have doing our web support, um, it's, it's just a, a thing in progress mm-hmm. or in process. And as far as doing it on Amazon, I don't know if we're qualified yet because we are fulfilled. I don't know. I actually don't know enough yet. And I have a team uh, that we outsource all of our Amazon stuff to because that's a that's so a full-time much. job in and of itself. And so uh, what we are doing right now is we're launching our brand registry or not brand registry. We have that, but we're launching our um, brand page, our store. So the storefront will go live probably at the end of this week. So instead of just seeing flat image, whatever, you'll see a lot more, almost like a website. Awesome. So uh, well, uh, Through Amazon. Through though. Amazon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd imagine things are always changing and improving. So for someone in your role, it wouldn't make sense for you to focus solely on that. Yes, of course, hire the experts, let them help you <laughs> yes. navigate that and keep an eye on it as it's happening. Yes. Jermaine alluded to the fact that he has three people working for him. Plus there's another person who works directly for me, dotted line to Jermaine, but then everything else from accounting to graphic design to web to Amazon is outsourced, uh, marketing, et cetera, because those are just, <laughs> let the experts do that. Yes, yes, for sure. Tell me about the pandemic. Did anything have to shift for you guys as you, oh <laughs> yeah, there's a story there. <laughs> I mean, many people did, but I'm curious, yeah, for you guys, what what had to change? What were a the lot. challenges? I mean, we all, I think we all learn a lot from that experience and yeah. make us more aware of what can happen the next day. So part of our business, more than half of our business going into 2020 is called food service, not retail. So when you go to a hotel and you're staying there and you order room service and you get granola from the menu, that might be ours. Or if you go to the airport and you get a parfait, chances are our granola is on that. Or if you are a professional sports team and you're here for spring training and your training table has granola on it, it's going to be ours. However, with 2020... There was none of that. And going into 2020, you could quote me saying, if I could just do food service, if we could just do food service, we'd be thrilled because it's just such a, when you, as we started our expansion, and this means as it pertains to expanding retail outside of Arizona, not inside Arizona, because retail is expensive. It's very, very expensive. But then in March of 2020, right about the 20th, I think it was, we shipped a pallet to one of our distribution partners here and they rejected it because it had shut down. So we got a whole lot of vanilla almond crunch back, which gratefully our website got super popular. (laughs) And so we repackaged it for retail. (laughs) So, and it wasn't the other way around. But yeah, but we, it was well over 50% of our business disappeared overnight. And prior to that, you had been saying, oh, I, this, this just makes sense. Let's grow. Let's continue to grow this part of our business. It's a different conversation from a sales standpoint. So for me, when you're selling food service, you're talking to food and beverage, you're talking to chefs, you're talking a language that I'm very comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to retail buyers who are not in Arizona, they want to know what you're going to pay for slotting for that shelf and how often you're going to run promotions, what free stuff you're going to give them, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a different animal. I mean, it's great for brand awareness. And as and once you get established, it's wonderful to have that retail, but it's just a different language and yes. one that I'm still learning. This has been an MBA by fire. <laughs> right. hundred percent. So 
I think you would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. From managing a team perspective or any any other insight that you, you're you aware of, Jermaine, that around the, just the COVID experience? The, the people that work for us, you know, it's been a local business and uh, still growing. Not be able to give them the hours that they need. Right. Because, you know, we, we really care about people that work for us and then we want the best for them. And, you know, we all got to make a living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people went unemployment, unfortunately, and we were really slow. But so. we were lucky, though, because we didn't furlough anybody. We had <clears throat> we had a, a, a one brand ambassador who was out at the stores. And on the Saturday before everything shut down, people were in stores doing a lot of purchasing. Yeah. Some might call it crazy purchasing. <laughs> yes. And she was supposed to do a demo that morning. And she called me and she said, uh, her name is Trish. She's so funny. She goes, do you think I should still go do a demo? You know, no one knew anything about COVID really. Right. And I said, you know, I'm just not feeling it. And she said, yeah, I think I'd be like the orchestra on the Titanic. <laughs> and I said, good point. So she actually came into our facility and she started doing packaging and production with us. That's awesome. Yeah. So, cause we needed, we still needed to do that for retail and then, but we were, we were slow. I mean, it was, there was a lot of days of, a lot of walks you yes. and I took. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but retail was definitely was keeping us busy. Yes. Yeah. So I enough, mean, busy enough. Yeah. yeah. So forward. And so slowly now that we've opened back up, this other area of your business is growing again. Everything is yeah. growing. Yes. Actually, food services bounced back to be 70% again. Whoa. And that includes, we've had a banner year so in far. So two, knock on the last what? year and a half. In the last eight months. Wow. Um, th- it's been crazy because we are not only engaged with four distributors here in Arizona for food service. Uh, We have another one that's in Northern California. We're looking at another one in Texas. We're getting a new one. We're onboarding now for the Seattle, Portland area. And then we have a relationship with Cisco, which is national. Mm -hmm. So we do a virtual warehouse with them. And every day, you never know. I mean, we literally will do, um, you know, about 10 different states you know, with orders a day with Cisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, so we're shipping to everything from Alaska to, literally Alaska to Hawaii. So, uh, and then Florida. So we might as well include the whole country. With a team of basically five full-time. Yeah. We're hiring. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we really are. So if you are interested in packaging or baking and baking and packaging and everything that is in between and brand ambassadors too for store for demos and marketing, we are hiring. We need people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. What are the qualifications then for working on, on your team, baking and packaging? Do, do you need to be a chef or you, no. you mentioned, you mentioned how, how well you train everybody and it's, there's a lot of quality assurance. Most of the people that uh, um, start, started working for us, they have no experience. Yeah. Um, right now I'm training a person right now, fresh out of high school, such an awesome guy. His name is Keishan, but uh, he's, you know, he's really learning really fast. And then, um, no prior experience prior experience experience. yeah Yeah. because we're going to train you on what we need you to do yeah and i mean you do need to get a food handler card of course yeah so but then like uh, jermaine just started saying kayshawn who started right out of high school now has his uh surf safe which is his food safety manager certification so he was and jermaine worked with him quite a bit to make sure that he was going to pass that test because it's not easy it is not easy but there's a lot of pride in in having achieved that oh 100 percent. yeah 
Yeah. And are you located in Tempe? Where's the facility? We are located right, uh, we're just one block south of Broadway between Priest and Hardy. So we've been there for, I can't believe we've been there for over three years already. We've always been based in Tempe. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I first got the shelf with AJ's, I moved our, I I was baking out of a kitchen in um, central Phoenix and they got the doors locked on them because they weren't paying their rent. I didn't know that. Oh, no. Anyway, um, I was able to acquire their equipment. And then I found someone who was willing to share a kitchen space with me over on McClintock. So I moved into there. I was there for a couple of years. And then we moved over to Baseline, kept building out more space there, and then moved into our current facility. It was a shell from the ground up, which was a really great experience to, you know, we were very, we worked, we were, we saw a lot of each other, Jermaine and I. <laughs> A lot of moving. A lot of moving. Yeah. And what's crazy, I think back to when we moved. Remember I said, okay, let's make sure we have two weeks worth of inventory because we just don't know what'll go wrong with the oven when they move that or anything. And two weeks of inventory. And this was an 18. Okay. So it was the equivalent of like two pallets. Yes. And that wouldn't even get us through a week or even a day. A day. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And, and yes, and you're, you realize that when you're like, oh boy. <laughs> we, I mean, looking back now and you think about how much has changed in the last, uh, how much, if you think about how much has changed in the last three years for it's, volume. Yeah, it's we'll been. Take 2020 out yeah. of the equation. <laughs> right. We can all do that, right? We would let's all like to do that. that. Just pull that calendar and set it over here. Yeah. And then everything else to some degree makes sense, but this is its own, its own little thing over here. But you know, the thing about 2020, we'll just call it that, was it was such a learning experience for planning mm-hmm. because like you, like I said, you know, if we could just do this one thing, but it's taught me, you can't just do that one thing. You must have multiple lines of revenue for your product. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go through that experience uh, or you never should have to go through that experience. So I'm so grateful that we had started growing. The, I mean, like I said earlier, it's, it's synchronicity, serendipity. I didn't, know in 18 that I was going to make a full frontal assault on retail outside of Arizona. But then I did, luckily in 19, so that was already rolling when everything shut down on the food service end. So luck. So that was a big learning. But the dynamic now, I think the country has shifted enough to really appreciate that no one should have to experience something like a 2020 Mm -hmm. like that again. So, <laughs> yeah, for all, as you pointed out, for all of us. For all of us. Uh, what's ahead for you guys? And given that we're Business Radio X, uh, what kind of introductions um, are helpful? And and are there other avenues of, of income and different streams that you haven't focused on yet? So what's ahead for you guys when you look, when you forecast and look ahead? So... Looking forward, <laughs> this is the part that freaks Jermaine out. He's like, okay. Can yeah, I, I saw him. He got, I know. You know, got up taller. I'm ready for this. Like, well, first of all, like I said, we do need to hire more people. Mm-hmm. But I'm also in the very, uh, very uh, focused process of looking for strategic partners. I have bootstrapped Laura's Gourmet Granola since its inception. To some extent, food service has financed retail within Laura's Gourmet Granola. Yeah. But to really grow the business the way it needs to be, to be able to pay my team the way they should be, to afford the additional people we need, the marketing we need, uh, the equipment we need. You can tell I have a spreadsheet in, uh, 
that I'm working on. Uh, financing is is a key piece of that. And at, originally I was thinking, okay, well, maybe just someone should buy us or whatever, but it doesn't make sense. One, I'm no, nowhere near done. I have so many more products within granola that I would like to bring to market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to grow something for Jermaine to really have ownership of as well. And oh, he and I have talked awesome. about that. So so for me, it, I, and, I, and it's not reasonable for me to wear all of these hats all the time. It's I can't do it, uh, especially when I'm not in my comfort zone. I don't mind learning how to do something, but I also know when I'm not supposed to be doing that thing and leave that to somebody who really knows. So that's a big focus for me right now is to find that strategic partner, someone who has some experience, not necessarily in granola, but in the consumer packaged good category, and then uh, has relationships also that can help us continue to grow that. So that's pretty much on my plate. And where, where do you go looking for such an investor and partner? Everywhere. It becomes part of the dialogue. So whenever I'm speaking with someone, uh, it's, oh, and by the way, you know, and so what's interesting, so that's why I have to finish the the financial planning side of that so I can hand someone a deck and say, mm-hmm. and here's where it's going for. Mm-hmm. So it could be an individual. It could end up being a group of people. It could be a variety of things, but I'm also going to need help structuring what that looks like. So you know, I, I always joke, I went to Penn in Philadelphia. I always tell people I may have gone to Penn, but I didn't go to Wharton. So I know my limitations <laughs> when it comes to the accounting side of things. So, but again, you're learning. I'm learning. And what part of that makes you sit up and take a deep breath? Just the fact that you would get that much bigger? The demand, the, you know, the orders that we mm-hmm. get, you know, it's just enough you can do with a certain amount of people. So mm-hmm. just planning better how everything's going to look. Yeah. Um, because as we all know, we've been growing so fast and it's fascinating to see that, you know, I, I love it because, you know, we're growing so fast, but at the same time, it worries me because uh, sometimes we don't have the enough people, mm-hmm. you know, it's just enough you can do, but it's good learning experience because, you know, you get to think and then figure out things out. Like, how can we plan better? How can we produce this much amount of granola and, you know, everybody be able to receive their product on time and not run into other issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's actually, a, he brought up a really good point. Um, one of the things that we've seen and we've gotten the feedback on is that we have been able to keep up with demand. We had to push out our lead times for our customers uh, because they were used to seven days, 10 days. And now with the volume of orders that we have, everyone is at a minimum for a week mm-hmm. uh, because not only is the order volume bigger, but the amount on a particular order is bigger. So that creates its own. uh, Plus we have supply chain issues still that hasn't gone away. Which are out of your control. Which are out of our control. Um, Prices have doubled. I mean, the wholesale cost of things is is outpacing the retail cost of things. But we all know, we all go to the grocery store. We see that you have half a basket and it costs you twice as much, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've tried not to hit our price range so that it, cause we already are on a specialty shelf. We already command a little bit of a higher price, but what's been interesting for me with Jermaine, he kind of keeps me in check. And if I could just go and sell all day, I would, but I can't because I would create a demand situation that we couldn't fulfill mm-hmm. and we don't want to be in that position. No, then I believe you will lose customers. And- with some of the, folks who serve it in restaurants and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. 
Do you find you have feedback then from customers and where they come back and they say, you know, I'm buying this bag of granola or these bags of granola because I first had it at this location. Is that the feet? You hear that a lot. Oh, yeah. We oh, definitely they, they will that. come to our location. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can find it at the AJ's. But I find you guys were on 10 feet. So we just drop by and we would like to buy a bag or two. Sometimes they buy like eight bags, right? <laughs> right. They'll, yeah, we have random, it's kind of like we're a, a tourist attraction sometimes. But we have also, I love getting the emails that say, oh, I was eating your product at the Greyhawk um, Country Club for breakfast. Loved it. And I, yes, and I wanted to find out. They brought me, they, they showed me the box, you know, because they get the food service. And so they were able to track us down or they find us, you know, it's, it's so, as a matter of fact, a really good friend of mine from growing up who I hadn't seen in years, was with her husband at the Phoenician for his company. And she ordered breakfast and it says they brand us on their menu. I, I was going to ask. I was hoping so. Yes. Yeah, so they brand us on their menu. And so she sends me a LinkedIn message, which was the only way we had of connecting at that point and saying, I think I'm eating your granola. I know we haven't talked in years. <laughs> I mean, we went to summer camp together. We're, um, and so How because of that? that, we reconnected to the point where she owns a bakery in Cape Cod. She uses our product at the bakery. She sells our product at the bakery. Jermaine got to meet her yes. at the fancy food show in Vegas. I'm going to see her at the one in New York. So and fun. then I'm going with her to the Cape to teach cooking classes and do a granola meet and greet in June. So it's that's how, the magic. I got literally just got chills yeah. head to toe. Yeah, <laughs> Daryl too. That's magical. And I, we have pictures together from when we were in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade and summer camp and Boy, we don't want those to become public. <laughs> I was just going to say that is a great photo, you know, before and after photo. Speaking of that, you know, story and branding is is so important. What social media platforms are you on? So we're on Instagram at Laura's Gourmet Granola, Facebook at Laura's Gourmet Granola. We are on uh, LinkedIn, uh, actually under me for Chef Laura Briscoe. And then we are on Twitter, Chef LGG, and Pinterest at Laura's Gourmet Granola. I, I used to love Pinterest. And TikTok. We're brand new to TikTok. Good. Haven't done... Oh, I've are done, you dancing? I didn't in know. Your, you didn't <laughs> know? <laughs> oh, yeah. be ready, be, start practicing your dance moves. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things we love is collaboration. And mm-hmm. so uh, the Walter Cronkite School, the ASU PR School, um, has a lab, ASU PR Lab, run by Lisa Schmidtke. And every semester they look for businesses that are open to having a PR team for, so of good. students. So we were one of those this last semester. I learned so much from this group of, of students. They were, they were all fantastic. And Lisa's tutelage with them and direction was phenomenal. And so they're the ones who put us onto Pinterest and put us onto TikTok and created media calendars and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it was a really great experience. That's so. exciting. And for a, a company like yours, it really does make sense to be on all the different platforms. Some, some media and marketing folks will tell us, you know, stick to, with one or two. But for what you're doing and how you show up, not only in leadership, but also your product and all the different areas that you are, of course, you've got to be right. everywhere. You got to be everywhere. And another full-time job that should not be me. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Well, Social media has grown so much right now that everything that you post has to go through social media. Yes. I keep trying to play with Instagram. I I don't know that I'll ever do TikTok. I shouldn't say never, but (laughs) I keep trying to play with Instagram. I just haven't found my sweet spot yet. And I need to grow LinkedIn better. It's just those decisions and how much of it really needs to be us as owners of our own company Mm -hmm. and how much of it needs to be a team kind of helping and guiding. And even if we're still the face of it, how much of it, you know, are we creating the counters ourselves? It's all those things that I need to have somebody else do. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's it a, is a lot. lot. And, it, and it really becomes a 
full-time gig. Mm -hmm. I don't have the budget for that right now, but I know that I need to keep growing in that direction because to your point, social media is such a great way to put yourself out there and the word of mouth referrals and just, uh, you know, even just your the story you just shared with us about a former uh, childhood friend. Well, what I've learned about social media is people want to, what, what resonates with our fans, I'll call them that or whatever, our followers mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook is the behind the scenes. When we show what's going on in production or packaging or just all the palettes that we have, or I highlight one of the team uh, members, et cetera, that resonates. And, and I understand that because we all want to know what goes into our yep. food, but we also want to know about the people who are doing whatever it is to our food. Mm-hmm. So for us as a company, we have several core values and one of them is transparency and to be able to use social media to be that core value is huge. Yeah. So good. Is there something that I haven't thought to ask that you really want our our listeners and our viewers to be aware of? Anything else? One of the things we'd want your listeners to be aware of about Laura's Gourmet Granola? Yeah. We're small, but we're mighty. Clearly. Um, (laughs) That's been proven throughout our 45-minute conversation. It's I I never would have guessed with the volume and the the reach that you've had that it's really such such a small team and and clearly hiring. Clearly hiring. Yes. Yes. So, but you know, I think one of our web customers put it best. Um, There is a gentleman in Texas whose last name is the same as mine. And when he ordered the first time, our fulfillment person, Elia, came to me. She's like, are you related? And I said, no, but we should be because I like the size of his order. So I reached out to him just to let him know because it was kind of a funny story. And so he, he responded in an email and he said, well, I'm sure your team is as passionate as you are because you can taste it in every bag. And that meant everything to me. Yes. So that's who we are. We are we we are making granola with intention. And it's better for you ingredients designed to support a healthy lifestyle. And we're not just making that up. That's who we are. It's what we do. Day in, day out. <laughs> day in, day out. Yes. yes. And we'll out. continue to, that is who you are. That's who we are. You wouldn't be doing this if that weren't part of the design. No. No, you can't do what doesn't make you Mm-mm. happy. No. Well, you both have mentioned that saying, you know, clearly waking up when I said, what's your favorite thing about the job? It's I love what I do. And that's evident. Yes. Oh, so good. So one more time, uh, you're on, well, all the platforms. Yes. Uh, and it's Laura's Gourmet Granola. And then the website is? Laura'sGourmet.com. Aha. Uh-huh. Although it could be Laura'sGourmetGranola.com also, but that's just a mouthful. Yeah, sure. So, so we'd so rather Laura's have Gourmet. our granola in your mouth than all those words. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. And really a pleasure to share your success story. And even just hear some of the nuances around the challenges that you've had and, and uh, the growth and the, uh, everything. You are a Tempe Chamber member. I know that. Uh, local First as well, if I, yep. if I remember correctly. Any other um, organizations and or business owner leadership things that you participate in? Um, well, actually, for the Chamber, I'm on the Board of Directors. And right. um, I'm a member of the Specialty Food Association and on one of their committees as well for uh, membership value. What else do we do? And that's Arizona-based? They're here? Uh, no, no, no. They're based in New York. Uh-huh. Oh, so it's national. Yeah. And then also uh, a portion of our online sales supports Alzheimer's research and education. So we have, in addition to a lot of other, uh, well, we were going to talk about Brick I Road. I was just going to say, I wasn't so, going to let you go until we had a chance to do that. Thank you for reminding me. Well, that's one of the best things about being a member of the chamber is that people show up for the events, right? And it is truly networking at its finest. And so I had a chance to meet Gabe. I met him originally at their ribbon cutting, gave him a bag of granola in shameless self-promotion. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm already aware of this. I want to figure out how to bring it in. So he and I met 
and uh, had a conversation. And I told him I had just made a personal donation to WCF, which is World Chef Kitchen, which is helmed by Jose Andres. And they do disaster relief meals. And they're doing, they're in Ukraine right now. Mm -hmm. And so he said, well, let's do something together. So we did a bundle of uh, our dark chocolate crunch with one of their coffees. We did a portion of the proceeds went to Ukraine. So I actually wrote our check last week and decided just to do all the proceeds. It wasn't just part of the profits. I just did the whole thing because it was worth it. And uh, he did the same thing as well. So we're doing a giveaway right now on, on Instagram for the last bundle. The very last dark chocolate crunch until October. <laughs> and of course, I was thinking, oh, that's the one I need in my life. <laughs> you better go I better sign go up for get, our giveaway. Better go get it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Anything else that, that I hadn't thought to ask that women uh, mentioned on the way out? Well, I think we cover everything. Good. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Our this pleasure. a lot of fun. So good. Yes. And uh, thank you for hanging in there with some of our, our sound issues. It, it rarely happens. <laughs> I know Gerald's going to be sweating bullets, but, you know, hey, we always make our way through it. He always does a fantastic job. Well, you have been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business and granola. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.